talking about uh, setting up this podcast recording, and I had also another autocorrect deal. I'd written hell yeah, mm-hmm. and it autocorrected to hell year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's right. For Jaguars football fans, hell year. <laughs> Drunken Jaguar. I am Bentley. Alongside me is Ased. We are back to cope with all of you regarding the recent goings-on of the Jacksonville Jaguars football team. Ased, how are you these days? Football is almost back. That's good news, right? We're excited. Are we excited? You know, when we asked in the take it or leave it about whether or not you would anticipate half the team half the starting roster still being available at the end of the season. I thought that question was going to be based on like COVID, <laughs> you know, and like shuffling starters <laughs> in and out and everything. I didn't realize you'd be dumping all of them. It's crazy, isn't it? Like so much stuff just happened this last week. I'm pretty sick to my stomach about some of it, at least actually just about one of it. But I think I know which one that is, but what I wanted to do here today in this episode is to just, Give you a topic and let you go with it. All right. So first name on the list, uh, I guess we're going to go kind of chronological order here, is Yannick Ngakwe. How does that name make you feel? Honestly, I'm, I guess I am happy for him. And he's, he's going to be in a really good situation in Minnesota. So if he can't shine there, you know, he's not going to shine anywhere because that D-line is great. I mean, that whole defense is really good. I'm happy for him, I guess. You know, I'm glad there's no more crying going on between the both parties and stuff. So it's just good. We finally get to move on from the whole Yannick thing. We don't have to talk about it anymore, you know. So I don't know if the compensation was good enough for me, but Yeah, I just I did want to say, I mean, I'm sure everybody's seen this by now, but just for the sake of our talking point here, that Yannick Ngakwe was traded to the Vikings for uh, a fifth round and a conditional, I'm sorry, a second round next year, and then a conditional fifth round pick that would improve if he was selected for the Pro Bowl uh, slash uh, and if the Vikings won the Super Bowl. Yeah, and no, I don't, I mean, what are the chances either of those are going to happen, honestly? Who knows? Correct me if I'm wrong. I might be totally off on this, but I, I didn't he turn down some annual salary with the Jaguars uh, was it last year that would have put him in the 19 million a year range right and then did so didn't sign that just played on rookie contract for two point whatever million comes around this year gets franchise tagged and obviously by this point things have already soured and a lot of people trace it back to apparently things that Tom Coughlin or someone else on the Jaguars uh, exec team said to him to Yannick, uh, he you know he fired his agent, brought another agent, um, and still didn't play for the franchise tag. And now his deal with the Vikings, he's actually taking what would be a pay cut from that franchise salary of seventeen something million dollars. He's now at twelve million dollars. So I'm I'm still to be honest, I'm still piecing together a lot of these numbers here. <laughs> yeah, because that one doesn't make sense, does it? Nah. Uh, it literally doesn't make sense. He wanted to get paid, right? Yeah. It was nothing against the Jaguars specifically. It was more about the money, correct? I think it eventually became about the Jaguars, but originally about the money. 
Yeah. I think I think it did too. Right, right. Yeah. I, I, uh, I had a colleague, uh, this uh, uh, animator from Korea, who was teaching with me in, uh, in Saudi Arabia. He would keep telling me, you never know your value. Like, you never know your worth. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, the way that you, like, carry your life right now. <laughs> you, <laughs> you don't respect your worth. And so, like, therefore, your employers, you know, aren't going to do it either. Right. Um, and I feel like Yannick, Yannick has been really insistent on, on respecting his value, respecting his worth uh, as a football player and what that would mean for, like, a salary and stuff. Um, and I and I but I do guess that at some point he he soured with the Jaguars front office and it was just irreparable. Yeah, I, so, I definitely I agree with that completely. I'm pissed off because that was my only <laughs> like fitting Jaguars jersey. <laughs> First time I met you, you were wearing that jersey. Oh, it's hardcore, man. It's a nice uh, Jaguars uh, black, black and teal. Yannick Ngakwe. I love representing the Cameroonian name, man. So where's that going? What are you gonna do that, with that jersey? <laughs> <laughs> what to do now? I, I don't know, man. When I next next visit to like Chad, I'll I'll, I'll still don it, I'll still wear it, but uh, it won't it won't fly for rooting for the Jaguars in public in the United States right now. So definitely, um, un- unfortunately, I'm gonna have to find a new jersey. And when I was when I was texting you this uh, earlier in the week, I, I had to re- retype New Jersey. Like nine times. Why? Because my 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 phone corrected to the state name, uh, the capital letter. <laughs> I wouldn't have judged you. I wouldn't uh, have judged you. Don't worry. <laughs> so Yannick, so I guess we're getting the sense here that it's time to move on. Um, as Jaguars fans, I feel like a lot of people love this guy, love his work ethic, dude. Super, I guess, overachiever is a good is a good adjective. You know, he was behind a lot of fundamental plays, especially in that 2017 defensive led run. A lot of stuff to be proud of. Uh, it's unfortunate that the relationship soured over the last year. Wish him the best. Definitely. And on to our next player of potential heartbreak status here. Give you a Leonard Fournette. Ah. What what uh, what emotions arise when you hear the name Leonard Fournette? See, this is a guy I actually want to talk about. Yannick didn't care that much, as you probably know from the last couple of weeks. And we kind of, we saw the Yannick thing coming, right? Mm-hmm. This Leonard thing, I don't know if other fans saw it coming or people around the Jaguars did, but I was blindsided by it. Yeah. And when I got the news, I was like, what is going on right now? I don't, I don't understand it. I, I literally can't, I don't know what the plan is here or what, what they're trying to do. But it's heartbreaking, man. Like, this guy, we drafted him so early. His rookie year was great. I thought, he, I mean, we both thought he matured a lot last year. He played really well last year. He developed um, into a pass catcher. He's a great run um, blocker, too. It's crazy to see him go. And he just seemed like he really liked being in Jacksonville. But I kind of got the feeling, like some reports came out, that there was something going on, you know, with Leonard and the front office. But there's always something going on with the front office and somebody on the Jaguars. Mm-hmm. And it's it's ugly, man. Like people, people are really calling us the worst sports franchise, like out there, like in America. If you could, if you could, <laughs> like in the world, like in the world, man. That's sad. That's embarrassing. <laughs> and we're not even we're not even on the field. We're not even exactly. playing. Exactly. <laughs> we're like scrimmaging each other behind closed doors and still developing a bad exactly. reputation. If you could guess as to the reason for Leonard Fournette being let go in like a sentence. What would you guess? Change of culture. 
and just a change. We, I mean, we're this, we were, we went, we were this power running team, you know, yeah. we ran, 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 and we'd literally give him the ball. He would, he would play 90% of the snaps, right? They wouldn't even put Armstead in last year. And ever since he's been here, he's carried the load for sure. Right. Yeah. And I think whether they're tanking or trying to develop Minshew and this like young core of receivers we have, cause they are good. And by the way, Colin Johnson's turning out to, he's looking real good in camp, by the way. In camp. So remember that name. (laughs) It's our big thing. It's like, what does that mean? Dean, again, like scrimmaging the third, fourth team. (laughs) Everybody's wearing a mask. (laughs) Yeah, it's you can't really judge things (laughs) off of camp, but, you know, it's good to see him do well. It's better than him not doing well, Mm -hmm. I guess you could say, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because at least he'll play. So I think they're going to turn into a passing team, right? Mm -hmm. Jay Jay Gruden's a really good offensive guy, and, I mean, that's what he did in Washington. All they did was throw the ball, really. And they'll go running back by committee with Armstead and Thompson and whoever else is back there. So so, so when you say change of culture, I mean, the first thing that came to mind was the idea. We've talked about this in a past episode uh, at length with Ashlyn Sullivan when she was on the show that Leonard Fournette has this kind of diva drama reputation. But that that's kind of – it's like rooted in his personality as a jokester. And also a passionate person. Sometimes the most talented people are straight up most passionate. No BS, right? Tell it how it is. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, of course. So so that uh, that's what came to mind when I heard you say culture. But it sounds like you're also talking about offensive scheme and identity as a football team. On and off the field, though. But I, I do agree with what you're saying. It's that kind of, you know, let the let hand the reins over to someone else. Because even Gardner said... He was the face of the franchise. And I don't think the Jaguars wanted him to be the face of the franchise. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if they want Gardner to be the face of the franchise either, though. I honestly don't know. Oh, by the way, and let's just update too about Leonard Fournette. He was recently uh, picked up by the Bucks. So he'll be down there with Tom Brady. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <clears throat> I was thinking he'd go to the Patriots, to be honest, because that's the, I think, was it do all hot takes? Yeah, I, I, I read a, yeah, I read a, a report to pick up this kind of a player. Yeah. Oh, my God. But he did kind of go to the Patriots if if he went to the Bucks. Kind of, right? Yeah, so. that that makes sense. He pretty much is a Patriot. Tom Gronk. <laughs> that team is going to be really dangerous, though. <laughs> With Fournette back there, they're going to oh, be yeah. good. So, um, Ronnie Harrison uh, off to the Cleveland Browns for a fifth round pick, twenty twenty one. How do you feel about this one? I'm okay with it. I don't understand this either, though. Um, apparently, there's couple guys that have showed up in camp and we feel that we're deep enough at safety that we don't need Ronnie Harrison. I mean, but Ronnie Harrison, it's not like he was, you know, an elite player, an elite safety. He's not a top 10 safety. He's probably not even a top 15 safety, you know? Yeah, he's but just an average player. It just doesn't make sense because he's on his rookie contract. You're not <sighs> paying him. I know. So, so it doesn't make much sense. And it's not like they got a lot in return. You know, I mean, with all the debate about like first rounders living up to their potential or not, so you got Leonard Fournette, Taven Bryan, obviously is a is a regular topic for this. For someone like Ronnie Harrison, <clears throat> you don't have first round expectations, like first rounder expectations for him, but but you still have expectations for him when he's shown good progress and pretty good performance early on in his career. A lot of people will say like. You know, these guys are all growing, like they're still maturing. They're still learning the game. 
their the way they play uh, is different year to year to year, right? And you, you sometimes you can see dramatic improvement. I feel like Ronnie Harrison is one of those people that everyone's positive about. There's like nothing about him that that would reduce his status uh, or the way that we look at him, even compared to these like first rounders and stuff. You know, I agree. I don't know. I feel like he's 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 been a name that's been constantly brought up as we talk about building around young players on the Jaguars team. Ronnie Harrison is one of the names that comes up. So I was a little shocked. I was yeah, I was definitely shocked too. And I mean, think about how bad Barry Church was at the when was it twenty eighteen when after the really good season after seventeen. You know, Ronnie Harrison came in for Barry Church and he played really well and he was surprising. And I think people mm-hmm. like liked seeing him him in rather than church. And you see you saw him developing right in front of your eyes. So yeah, I, I agree. It's just it's just weird. I d I don't know if they're cooking up something over there in Jacksonville or if they're just trying to lose. But we'll see. I mean, they're evaluating talent how they do it. So we'll see. We'll see what that back end looks like. It could be a disaster, though, for the secondary. So, Ronnie Harrison, I don't think we know anything about personality differences, you know, or or like, you know, as we mentioned with Yannick, relationships souring. I, I haven't heard anything with him. No, me neither. <clears throat> with Fournette, we've got we've got like inclinations. I mean, you know, he's he's been on record saying like, hey, we should pick up Cam Newton. Um, no offense to Gardner Minshew, that kind of stuff. Uh, uh, as well as the spat with Tom Coughlin two years ago. Again, you and I are huge Fournette fans. I think we like love this about him. <laughs> we want him to be vocal. This is great. <laughs> the guy's <Yeah>. awesome. <laughs> you know, like I like seeing the sort of honesty and directness in players. Uh, which is just NFL is is uh, very maybe kind of rare, right? Like NBA players a lot more vocal. We've seen that with the Black Lives Matter movement this summer. How NBA players, the NBA itself is like endorsing a lot of speech by players. Whereas in the NFL, it's kind of like a hush hush, you know, like hey, don't don't mess this up, right? For the people with money, right? For the people with the with the power, with the stakes, and everything. So to have a player like Fournette speak his mind is is pretty sweet. It's pretty cool. But with Ronnie Harrison, man, I don't know. We never heard about Ronnie Harrison saying something weird or like calling anyone out or anything, have we? I mean, yeah, I don't think I don't think it has anything to do with his personality. Or anything. I honestly just think they trusted that they had better safeties at, on, on the roster. That's insane. Which is crazy. He's but rookie contract camp. That's, yeah, uh, that's insane. Know, yeah. That means that means that almost every safety on the roster would have to be better than him. Well, uh, better than him in a fifth round pick. But who the hell are we going to draft with a fifth round pick that's going to be better than Ronnie Harrison? That I cannot answer. <laughs> well, I mean, we'll see what he does in Cleveland, and then we can make a judgment a little bit later on. We'll see if he's starting for one. Because if he's starting. Yeah, he might play good there. That's a pretty good defense. So, wish him the best too, though. Good player. Wow, wow. So if if Ronnie Harrison was an on the field decision, right? As you're talking about performance, <laughs> that's that's exactly what Doug Marone said about Leonard Fournette. Uh, which sometimes when people say things, and <laughs> I just talked about direct speech, but man, if you're if you're saying like, oh well, this you you may think this is off the field, it's not. It's all on the field. You're kind of like outing yourself, like that you you even subconsciously thought about that. It's probably proof that you right. it's actually the, the real reason behind this is the off the field like disagreements, whatever. So, are we looking at the like Fournette and Ronnie Harrison both were not just good enough to be on the Jaguars this year? Is that what is that what we're learning from this? That I think that's what they want us to think, but I'm not buying it at all. Really, that that doesn't make sense because Fournette really did have a productive season. I mean, you can. You can say there's obviously some bad spots, n- not really getting any touchdowns. Like his touchdown, I don't even know how many touchdowns he had last year, but it was low, especially for him. 
and his rushing yards, you know, he started off kind of slow, but he did a lot of good things on the field. And I mean, on the field leadership means something, right? Yeah. And I think he had it. So I don't know. I I can't make sense of it. That's all it is. Like I already knew we we're going to talk about all this and I, I can't make sense of it yet. And it's going to be so weird to like watch week one, not see Fournette on the field. Ugh. I'm just like, what the hell is going on? Hey, but it means something, man. It means this is going to turn into a passing team. And I think it's pretty evident, especially with these receivers we have. And we've been a running team for, you know, five, six, forever, really. <laughs> yeah, but this is like all we're going to have is receivers. We're going to have like Colin Johnson playing safety. And Chanel is going to be like taking hand off. It's going to be sick, man. At least we have receivers. That's pretty cool. I heard, and they say Keelan Cole looks really good in camp too. So that's good news. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. That Only in good camp news. though. Yeah. Only in camp. <laughs> so, okay. So you're saying it's kind of muddy here. You're not, you don't really know how you feel about all these moves. I mean, obviously they're shocking. So I don't think any of us feel good about them. Looking at the Jaguars as a whole. So next time on the agenda here, how do, how do you, how do you feel about the direction of the team? I mean, do you, is there any like light at the end of the tunnel here? Do you do you find a justification for these for these moves? Like, could, is there something you can convince yourself of that? Oh, maybe this is for the best. Um. Well, basically, what I just said. Maybe Leonard going. You know, it turns us into a passing team, which I would actually prefer because obviously the running thing was not working for us. Like it worked one year, but it was because of a great defense. For like three years, we we had to say, "Oh, we're a smash mouth, run the football team." But we weren't. I can though. run the football. <laughs> Want to get ahead by like a touchdown and then hold and them. And then we'll you know quote unquote shove the football down your throat. All these like sexual metaphors we use for sports. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll penetrate that defensive line over and over again until it whatever collapses. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, so 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 basically, we, we had that we had that whole line about us as being this run first team. And I and it looks like a lot of it was kind of PR. It was all about company as company line um, to justify spending that first round pick on Fournette. And hindsight twenty twenty, obviously we could have drafted Pat Mahomes, uh, Deshaun Watson that draft, I believe. <laughs> um, but we didn't. Of course, nobody had we known what had we known that at the time, like what that was going to be. Obviously, we we would have done differently. But but yeah, it seems like we've been kind of like serving our uh, uh, what do you call it like penitence whatever for for like drafting Fournette first round and building this run first identity so maybe that's we were criticized for it too so that's part know. of it yeah like we yeah. can't keep we can't keep Fournette on the team at, in uh maybe this is the logic that we can't keep Fournette on the team if it's a if it is a pass first west coast offense uh ideally run by committee i'm thinking like the 49ers last year maybe um offense because Fournette's such a huge personality as a player too like he demands presence i was thinking the 49ers too that's actually a great comparison because our offense would be a little bit like theirs i think because the 49ers they don't Mm -hmm. have like a star receiver really they just have a bunch of good ones or like you know average a little bit above average ones and developing young talents and that's what we're going to be Young mm-hmm. quarterback, we got one of those. Then running back by committee, a lot of a lot of little guys that can catch the ball out of the backfield and make the make mm-hmm, things happen, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like they have in San Francisco. So uh, you know, maybe maybe it's a whole Jay Gruden thing. To be honest, it could be, yeah, for sure. I have a I have a deep theory about all these restructurings uh-huh. and like letting letting shit loose now and losing half our starters and stuff. 
I think I th- I would argue the Jaguars have shown a different identity this week than in past weeks, and that they're they're more clearly blowing things up than even they were before when they already were doing a lot before, even from releasing Calais and AJ Bouye. Right. Or trading them. Sorry. Wow. We lost a lot of people this last year. <sighs> I know. Goodness. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I think, and maybe I'm just stating the obvious, I don't know. Call me out. Listeners call us out, uh, tweet at us at junk and as if we wrote our handle while drunk <laughs> is, is that behind closed doors, Shad Khan said to Dave Caldwell and Doug Marone, here's the deal. You know, Tom Coughlin's gone now. Um, I know you guys are in like sort of like a contract year or whatever here. Uh, I'm going to say all this shit about us making the playoffs and, you know, too many boring Sundays and whatever. (laughs) But really, there's no way for you to F it up other than like truly effing it up. Mm -hmm. So if you guys... If you guys go off and do some Tom Coughlin illegal like mafia stuff, you're gone, right? If you if you like with a talented team, obviously blow it, you're gone. But otherwise, you want to blow the team up, you want to restart, you want to build positive team chemistry and stuff with younger players, people that you trust, um, reduce the amount of perceived uh, overblown egos or whatever. You guys have a green light, but that's it though. Yeah. Um, and so I feel like they have nothing to lose. Uh, to be honest, even though a lot of people would say, oh, they have their jobs to lose right now. I think behind closed doors, I think behind clo- closed doors, Shot Khan gave them a green light. Oh, God. And and that they would actually look better blowing things up, but having a friendly season. Like everybody's all happy and shit. Think think Gus Bradley. Okay, yeah. But with a little bit more, but with a little more uh, poise and a little more like success on the field. But think Gus Bradley, kind of friendly, right? So Kumbaya, all the Jaguars are happy. They sit around a fire at night and with their masks on, they sing like campfire songs and roast marshmallows and shit, whatever. No drama. No drama this year, baby. No drama. <laughs> no no drama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, so they remove like any inkling of drama possible to make sure they have a friendly season. We made fun of the whole like <laughs> Boy Scouts reference <laughs> with the draft, the incoming draft. They did the same thing, right? They draft people that they thought would be non-confrontational. And wouldn't lead to drama on the field, and that's just where they're at. Had they been a different team, uh, had it been, um, you know, the, the Dallas Cowboys with Jerry Jones, uh, I don't think Jason Garrett was a good example of this, maybe. But um, as an owner, uh, Jerry Jones, or mm-hmm. as a coach for the Patriots, Bill Belichick, some these people that can deal with divas, that can deal with talented but outspoken personalities, which you and I both respect a lot, it would have been different. But I, I, dude, I, to me, it looks like they just went through and they swept out all those potential areas of conflict, so they can have as smooth sailing a season as possible. And they, and Shad's already given them a green light to stick around as long as they don't like overtly screw it up. Yeah. Because think about it: if we have a season where the Jaguars even go four and twelve, and by the way, I'm less, I'm less hyped up on like the whole oh, COVID's changed the way teams are going to perform. It's a leveling thing. I've been watching the other sports as you've watched a lot more than I have. I don't think that COVID <laughs> helps helps you in the NBA bubble <laughs> that much. You know what I'm saying? I don't think that like COVID has 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 dra- dramatically changed the fortunes of any of the NHL. I don't think so. MLS or yeah. ML, MLB teams that are playing. I think every every everything. Yeah, exactly. If you're good, you're good. Yeah, if you're good and you're disciplined. Yeah, as simple as if that. If you're in shape, you're in shape, man. That's it. That's it. And the good teams are on top of that stuff. The lazy teams, they're they're not like getting some magical 
equalizer. So I see the Jaguars going at the state of things now, right? Because we we literally have lost like half the people that we were talking about when we made predictions even a few months ago. <laughs> at state of things now, dude, we're going like four and twelve, like maybe like a fun. Uh, sorry, yeah, yeah, like a fun five and eleven. You know, like oh, we're a good five and eleven. <laughs> you know, like this. Okay. And and still wind up with a second third pick. We've gonna have we have a ton of draft capital. We could sell. Everything I think maybe Shad Khan already sold his yacht. I'm not sure, but we could throw in everything and get that number one, right? We just go for it and just go. I mean, that's got to be the plan at this point, right? They're tank tank for Trevor, right? And so if you have a you have a nice guy, Doug Marone. Nobody has shit on Doug Marone, man. Doug Marone has like done very little to anger the management and Jaguars fan base. From what I've seen, I might be way off, but but he's gone after this year, right? Yo, you think for Jay Gruden? No matter what, right? You think for Gruden? I, I think Gruden will be there. He's got to be head oh. coach at that point if if Marone goes. Mm, that's interesting. You're right. I mean, that's a possibility. There's no way we go out and recruit some other NFL head coach on top okay, of Okay, well, say say we do go 5'11", 4'12", whatever. I mean, Marone can't just stay, right? They can't give him another pass. Definitely stays. Again. Definitely stays. Wow. Yeah. Just because he's been non-confrontational, he's followed everything that they want him to do. Uh, maybe well and he coached the AFC championship game i think i i <laughs> oh winning yo winning no. the quarters man yo that's gonna go down with like plato <laughs> socrates uh some of the greatest the four quarters. philosophers of our time we gotta win those four quarters when when uh win three out of the four games of each month <laughs> and when you lose the first one all right guys and we just gotta win the other three yo dude we're gonna we're gonna hear the name doug marone alongside like Friedrich nietzsche I believe it, man. If there's positive vibes, he's built a good team chemistry, and they're winning. They're like they go a really good four and twelve, right? I think the Dolphins are almost effed it up last year because they started winning games, started gelling. If we have a Miami Dolphins season where our young talent looks promising, I think there's going to be optimism around the team that we haven't seen since 2017, and there's actually no reason to fire Doug Marone. This is in my opinion. And Dave Caldwell kind of fits that. Caldwell, he's been around longer than Marone. Yeah. Or at least lo- around, you know, longer in that, like, top-level position. Um, yo, dude, I think I think Caldwell, I think you can paint the, all the arguments that people have about Caldwell messing up first-round picks and stuff. I think you can offer counter-arguments so easily. It's mathematics, man. People hit and they miss. No, you can. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Every team does. And and Caldwell's sin, the sin is is the for the on the Jaguar side, it might be mostly Tom Coughlin's legacy, is losing those good picks that we had. Mm-hmm. They 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 leave. We're we're like we're and every stat you look at, we've we've lost the most high level draft picks picks than any team in the league in the last like six years. That's it's so scary though, because I don't even I don't even want to like you know grow to like another player like dj chark you know we were growing to like him and who knows man is that fool gonna be gone in, in a couple of years like i don't know we're like are we gonna keep anybody that we developed into a good player yeah no so these are great questions um i think i think the jaguars would tell you we are we're just still resetting yeah that's so they from say. our 2017 overblown expectations you know transgressions <laughs> there's just there's a lot of questions that we don't have the answers to right now honestly and we won't know until they start playing i mean yeah when they start playing we'll we'll see what's going on and we'll hear the you know the drama and if they're winning or losing i mean everyone everyone thinks the jaguars are going to be the worst team in the league they everyone thinks that they're tanking for trevor so yeah. 
who knows, man? Like, what if they what if they start winning games? What if? What if? I doubt it, but what if? You know, so you don't know until they start playing. Yeah, it's possible. Yep. I don't think we'll go again. I don't think winning season or anything, but I think that we'll we'll put together some wins, right? And the funny thing is, our di- our division's so bad too, though. So and you never know. The funny thing is, those wins could come together like you know the first five games of the season, and then we think we're going to have a <laughs> playoff run. <laughs> and then we just and lose out. out. Yeah. I mean, that happens. Yeah. yeah, it does happen. Which sucks. So that that'd be like the worst possible situation almost. So I mean, we'll see if they really want Trevor Lawrence for quarterback. We'll see what what their plan is. We'll find out when they actually start playing. It's not like those guys are going to go out there and lose games on purpose. Yeah, I think they'll just. I think they'll just lose because they're just not as good as other teams. Oh, well, uh, sticking with the uh, <clears throat> the you know trajectory of the next few years. Do you see a scenario in which? Doug Marone could be would be let go and Dave Caldwell stays. I feel like I I'm getting a sense that Caldwell's gonna stay. Either way, right? And they're gonna wait until this whole like next draft happens since they think we're tanking or whatever for Trevor. But I think Marone's gone after the season, no matter what. Unless unless they win. Like they actually win. If they don't I feel like if they don't win five, six games, then you gotta get him out. If they go two and fourteen, you gotta get him out, right? You can't give him that many passes. You can't give him passes like that, man. He's already got passes, so like, you got to make a change at some point. It's not easy, but you have to do it. Whew, man, two and fourteen, Maroon's out. Um, anything in the mid range of wins, he might stay. He might stay just because they love him. If if were he to go, we've got Jay Gruden. In that case, you keep coaching knowledge on the field. Coaching changing could be good to have like a clean break sometimes, right? Like you can you can switch coaches and have a change in mentality and start winning games. So yeah, especially if you're going to start fresh, you know, if they want to draft a, a quarterback they think is going to be that great, how are you going to keep the same coach? You want to start clean slate, right? And then if you change owner or or, or G, sorry, oh yeah, owner would be another thing too. I mean, that would be interesting if that changed. Yeah, it's possible. It's um, possible. If, if you change GM. Then you're then you're changing like corporate knowledge, right? Like insider business stuff. Right. That whole thing about like you know it actually costs money to fire people and bring others on to onboard new employees because they have to learn the culture of your business and stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, that yeah, I, I can for me personally, I think Caldwell might last for a while just because he's already doing the things as in. Um, cutting big contracts, trading players away for draft uh, value that would lead to a tanking season and then a, and like a really healthy rebuild. So why the hell would you get rid of the person that has gone through all those things right before the rebuild? Exactly. That's why, yeah. I, I definitely think they'll keep him for the rebuild. Yeah. And then if it if it doesn't work, then it's time, you know. If they see it's not panning out in the next couple of years, next few years, then he'll be gone too. But Marone first. So maybe Doug Marone gets cut just the same way that they kind of scapegoated Nathaniel Hackett. <laughs> <laughs> uh, feel bad for that guy. Yeah, no, right? you're right. Because you can, you can change coaches out and, and you know still keep the team as it is, but change the identity a bit. We'll see. We'll see what happens. We won't know until we watch the games. And I know that first Sunday, I'm going to be up early in the morning and ready to go and be just as excited as if we had freaking Tom Brady playing with our on our team. Man. So 
I'll be excited. I'm excited to see what Gardner. So as we wrap up here, I wanted to ask you what you have uh, planned for the next couple of weeks. Because I know you're going out of town this weekend and then the next one. So what's what's going on this week? This week, we're uh, me and our fantasy group. We've been together for like five years with a couple of people switched out. But we're going up. Are to- you guys like dating or something? Yeah. <laughs> like a poly- polyamorous fantasy football draft? It's it's a real thing. Um, we take it pretty seriously, but we're all headed to the mountains tomorrow. <laughs> so you are dating. <laughs> we're basically dating. It's gonna it's gonna be crazy, man. Um, we're gonna be drafting on Saturday during the day. There's gonna be a lot <laughs> oh of God. drinking going. Our drafts are crazy in the, in the mountains. Yeah, our drafts are crazy too, man. We figured let's get a big Airbnb. It's like a mansion, man. It's beautiful, and because uh, our drafts last like five hours, we take our time, man. Because we do like a in person one, no laptops and all that crap. So, <laughs> do you yeah, have a? We, we take a pretty. Do you have seriously. rosters printed out or something? How how does that work with a laptop? You order a draft board. I actually just ordered a trophy too, which is pretty sick. <laughs> So it's like a draft board and there's like stickers for the names and basically you got to come in with your research done. That's all. I mean, you can use your laptop and we're just not like, it's not going to be like, Hey, here's the next available best player. This is the guy you should get. You know how, how it goes online. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. a little more skill and you know, we play with 12 people and we do a bunch of bickering and trades. It's, it's hell, but it's, it's a lot of fun. So I look forward to that. And hopefully in a couple weeks, I'll be at week one, Jaguars, Colts. You're kidding. Hopefully. In person? In person. Oh, my God. If they're letting fans in, which we don't know yet, right? Wow. Yeah, I, I, that's another one we might have to eat our words on from our uh, Take It or Leave It episode. I know. Where we, yeah, we both predicted that they would um, the NFL would actually have some kind of rule saying no fans at all. Yes, yeah, so I haven't even heard. I know they're like trying to practice. like They're trying stuff out. So I'll know a little bit closer to probably next week. I'll find out. Sweet. Well, that would be awesome if you got to attend. That'd be really cool. And this first time in Jacksonville? First time. Crazy, right? Don't tell anyone that. Wow. But yeah, first time. Obviously, then it make that makes it my first Jaguars game in Jacksonville. So I actually do look forward to it. It'll be fun, win or loss, you know, just experience. Wow. What's your, what's your plans around Jacksonville? What are you going to do? Well, going on a family trip with the girlfriend and her family, and they're going to Hilton Head Island. Oh, nice. And I found out, I was like, oh, this is like close to Jacksonville. I was like, <laughs> we're going to be there for week one. I was like, we have to go. Oh my God. <laughs> we have to. So I've been planning it out for a long time. I just hope, I really hope we can go. Man, I'm going to give you a recommendation. All right. This is from when I was like eight years old, living in Jacksonville. All right. To go to the Avenues Mall. Avenues Mall. This place was amazing. It had like a food court and everything. Really cool hangout when you're eight years old. Hmm. Avenues Mall. That's all I remember from Jackson. Oh. <laughs> people, people are like listening right now, like choking to death. They're like, "What the? F-? What's yeah. wrong with this guy? <laughs> Who knows? Is that mall even open still, man? This shit probably got shut down knows? a long time ago. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? No, now it's all these like fancy ass like outdoor malls and whatever. You know those outdoor malls. <laughs> we got to catch up next week, definitely. Um, break down the game coming up against the Colts. We can actually talk about football and not all this drama surrounding the football team. I, I don't know. I disagree. Do you think the Jaguars will have enough players to fill their 53-man roster? <laughs> like you, you said, you we have a lot of receivers. Throw, throw them out, man. It's the best way to throw tank for Trevor, everywhere. isn't it? Like, just to totally, like, forfeit every game. Just, just don't play. Have, you only have six people on the team. It's like Chark, Minshew, I don't know who else we'd keep. <laughs> <laughs> right? I'm sure just opted out of the whole season, honestly. If all of our players opted out. We're in great. Yeah. Maybe Will Richardson. Maybe. If he's lucky. 
<laughs> I'm ready, man. I mean, the first game's yeah, a week from today, right? I believe it when I see it, man. It'll be exciting, though. The, open, cool. the season opener. Hoping for the best. But we got to hear how it goes in Jacksonville, too. Um, you know, if you make it to the game and oh, of course, people yeah. in the stadiums and stuff, that would be, wow. Can't even imagine. Can't even get a highly document. Football season's back, so. Yo, you you can't troll a Jaguars fans like you troll the Broncos fans. Remember, they're they're on your side. Oh, yeah. Correct. I know. I don't, know. You don't even be yelling at any any children this time, man. Ah, oh, come on. <laughs> Take it easy. I'll try my best. I'll try my best. All right. Well, I'll catch up with you next week. All right. Sounds good. Looking forward to it. Take care and go Jags. Go Jags. It's just so sad. Such a sad football season. <laughs>